You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. This is Locked On Hornets presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can find the show handle on most social media platforms at Locked On Hornets. Myself on Twitter at Walker Mail. Doug on Twitter at Doug Branson, L-O-H, and Nada at Nada the Scribe. How did the show go, I guess, last Friday that you guys did together? I didn't listen, taking a page out of your book where you don't listen unless it involves you. So I did not do that as well. Uh, that's good because we just made fun of you a lot. I figured um, that happened. Yeah, we made ma- mostly of your height, how tall you are, <laughs> because we are jealous. Not really Nada, mostly me, because Nada's kind of tall as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, it's it's always good uh, to sit in your chair and to to kind of feel that that power rush over me, knowing that I control the direction of the show and it can be as insane or not as insane as I want it to be. So I really enjoyed it, and I I hope you miss another show soon. I feel like you have the power most of the times. Anyway, I try to gain the power, <laughs> and then you just you hijack the show. In a way that only details the mock drafts by a ton of different other bloggers and whatever writers are out there, as well as just some of the nonsense. Like you, you think I have the power. Really, there's just nobody actively fighting against you when I'm gone. You usually win the fight. There's just nobody actively fighting against you when I'm gone. Speaking of, it is draft week, which means it's mock draft week. You and, don't have one up that quickly. You oh, just don't. Oh, I do. CBSSports.com. I want, one day ago, round one, pick 12, Charlotte Hornets, Romeo, where art thou, Lankford? I want the audience to know that I saw you do absolutely nothing to your computer. So this is not something that we planned to do. This is not anything where I say something and you get some information real quickly that page was absolutely pulled up on your computer as I was saying that. So I just got this new laptop as chronicled over the past couple of mm-hmm. episodes. I've spilled ajou sauce on it already because I'm clumsy and I'm careless. And you love beef sandwiches a lot more than I realize. That's true. I eat a lot of beef sandwiches. But that's not the point. The point is I've got this new laptop, but it's amazing how quickly technology adapts to who you are and starts to deliver things that you want because it's already suggesting <laughs> mock draft news to me. It knows me. It knows me better than you know me. Uh, It probably does know you a lot better than I know you. I do know you want the power, and we're going to talk a little bit about maybe Kimba's power and how he's going to choose how to use it via going to the Lakers in free agency or going to a different team in free agency or deciding to stay with the Charlotte Hornets. We did see the big trade that happened over the weekend. It was just, I believe it was two days ago that this took place. Anthony Davis was traded from the Pelicans to the Lakers in exchange for Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, the fourth overall selection, and then a couple of other first-round selections where they have trade swaps. It was hilarious to see Twitter try to figure out exactly the ramifications and all the details of the future first-round selections that were included in that deal from L.A. to the New Orleans Pelicans. It seemed inevitable. 
But then you had Boston mixing it up, and and you had Kawhi win the championship, and it had me thinking, man, Boston may get really aggressive here and just try to get Anthony Davis, and it doesn't matter what what Rich Paul says. They're just going to try it for a year and see see if it works out. It seemed inevitable, though, that he would land with the Los Angeles Lakers, yet we went through one year where LeBron James could not command talent in free agency like he could when he was playing in Cleveland and Miami. So there was a little bit of doubt, I think, in people's minds. But here it is, Anthony Davis, Los Angeles Laker, alongside LeBron James. And, you know, now they got to figure out what that third piece is going to be. It's interesting you mentioned commanding free agent talent because people have mentioned that. And you are right. He has had talent with both of the other teams. But if you think about how those guys got there in the first place, it was Chris Bosh and LeBron James who left to go to Dwayne Wade. Mm -hmm. And remember, Chris Bosh gave his final decision before LeBron did. Mm -hmm. And so it was Chris and Dwayne Wade down in Miami first you look at Cleveland Cleveland already had drafted Kyrie Irving and then they traded their number one overall selection in Andrew Wiggins who everybody thought was going to be a star I mean Andrew Wiggins was a stud in college and a stud coming out of high school and they traded the number one overall selection to the Minnesota Timberwolves in order to get Kevin Love and so it's funny you mentioned that just because we hear playing with LeBron you hear about at least back then it was such an attractive thing Then he goes to L.A., and now it's not an attractive thing. People don't know if having LeBron is conducive to getting free agent talent. Well, then you think back on it, when is it ever? When has any star decided by himself to play with LeBron James, at least after the decision that he already made? And so that's interesting. You do have Anthony Davis. I feel like being that first guy where he forces that trade. He wants to play with LeBron. That has been documented. And Rich Paul is the leader of Clutch Sports, which was able to get Anthony Davis after Anthony left his agency just last season. And Anthony Davis, he wants to play with LeBron, and he finally gets there. Well, they, But the idea of free agency has really been warped and twisted and molded. So, like, yeah, but technically he has not been able to command certain free agents in the market, but... Anthony Davis was a free agent. Oh, I'm I'm so with you on right. that one. I mean, you know, he's just been a when I say that, I mean he's been able to attract certain talent to come play with him and and sell them on the idea that, hey, if we get together, we can win a championship. And and that's what he's been able to do with Anthony Davis. So now the real question is, who's the other guy? And is it going to be just one other guy? Or are they going to have to break up that money and try to just fill out the roster? Are they scared that what will happen uh, or what happened to the Golden State Warriors will happen to them where they where they go all in on three, four players and, and end up you know losing steam at the end? And even worse, just three for them because Golden State does have yeah, four. Right. And so when you're talking about one of those guys going down with just three, it's a lot worse than just when you have four. And so... The number one reported target for the Los Angeles Lakers, according to Mark Stein after this trade, it's going to be Kimba Walker. And Kimba Walker, it makes a lot of sense for the Lakers to target a point guard, somebody that can shoot off ball. We've seen him perform very well off ball at times, especially with Kimba and Tony Parker being out there on the court at the same time. So Kimba Walker being that number one target, it will be interesting to see if Kimba would decide to go to the L.A. Lakers franchise. Now, here's a couple of things. With the money situation that the Los Angeles Lakers are in right now, they would have $32.7 million at their disposal if they waited till July 30th to complete this trade. It doesn't seem like that's going to happen, and the Lakers, they mishandled this a little bit. Oops. So the Lakers. What a surprise, by the way. Uh, uh, right, 100%. So now the Lakers, 
they have a situation if it does not get completed by July 30th, but instead July 6th, it would allow them to spend $27.7 million. But because of Anthony Davis's trade kicker, that would bring it all the way down to $23.7 million. And you did hear Bobby Marks on his famous display screen, the touch screen that he's always working with in the offseason. He said that he's not going to waive that trade kicker. <laughs> he's not going to waive the trade kicker, which means they're going to have $23.7 million to hand out annually to somebody. Which one would mean that you're going to have a hard time filling out the rest of the roster on anything but minimum deals. And it's not going to be enough to get a Kimba or to get a Kyrie Irving. So, Doug, if if they want to go after Kimba Walker and they only have $23.7 million to work with, if we're going to go with our benchmark of $190 million offered by the Hornets, it's $30 million less than the full Supermax, and it's still a respectable offer where he gets $50 million more than any other team that could offer him the max, that would be, again, at about $80 million more than what the Lakers could offer him because of the situation that they're in. There's no way, right? Even with Anthony Davis, even with LeBron James, you put that trio together, if they don't get injured, that's a team that competes for the championship. That's a team that gets to the Western Conference Finals. Yes, they have a lot of other pieces to try to work out, but I think you could get some ring chasers that would go on the minimum. You you take those three stars every single day of the week if you have that opportunity. So if you're Kimball Walker and you have $80 million or the chance to go play with those guys, Doug, I'm choosing the $80 million. And especially if it goes beyond that, we're talking about over $100 million? Possibly that he would pass up $100 million. Doug, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it'd be really tough. Uh, I mean, you you would really have to have that something, that, that voice nagging you inside your head that's telling you, hey, this is the, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. But also making $100 million is the opportunity of a lifetime. But, you know, championships are very difficult to come by. And if that's a, a priority in your life to win an NBA championship, if that's something, something that you've dreamed about all of your life, then, then you have to take that opportunity. We just don't know if that's something that's going on in Kimba's head. Maybe winning a championship in college, maybe he just satisfied that itch. I wonder if there is a happy medium to all of this being the Dallas Mavericks or any other team that you could present me, like the Indiana Pacers, like the Utah Jazz. Because if you are offered $190 million and it's only 50 to $40 million more than a more attractive roster with Dallas, a more attractive roster with Indiana or Utah, then I wonder if that's a happy medium. But the thing is, that's not a guaranteed trip to the conference finals. You give me Anthony Davis, you give me LeBron James on my team, Doug, nothing is guaranteed, as Kimball Walker said, but that seems like as close to a guarantee as you can possibly get. There's two really interesting ideas that that go around in my mind when I think about Kimball Walker playing with the Los Angeles Lakers. I think I should save it for after the break. There's two really interesting ideas when I start to sort of uh, play this out, when I start to game this out him joining the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, the Locked On NBA Mock Draft is underway. The local experts in every one of their draft rooms, uh, they talk about the guys that they decided to select. Also, Jeremy Wu of SportsIllustrated.com with the player breakdowns and Josh Lloyd of Locked On Fantasy Basketball with the fantasy breakdown. It's all on Locked On NBA. I forget the selections that are going to be taking place today, but we did go through ours. I think it was 13 through 18. That was the last one that played on Friday, so you should be getting six more, probably 19 
19 and if they decide to expand it a little bit more those are the selections that you're going to get from 19 on so make sure you're paying attention to that and also of course make sure you're following us and subscribing to our podcast at locked on hornets we'll be back after the break this is locked on hornets you know golden state spent almost a minuscule amount of time with zero of their starters out on the floor. They had at least one out there the entire time. four Hall of Famers. Yeah, they do. And <laughs> you so just you put them have, anywhere. You just have one out Stack there. Stack them up. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Please listen carefully. Hornets fans feel betrayed in a way that Honestly, you see somewhat frequently people get angry. Hornets Twitter does get angry actually pretty easily. But I I saw something really, really frustrate them over the weekend. Oh, yeah? Hornets Twitter was angry that one of their own turned against them, quote unquote. (laughs) I saw this. (laughs) Baron Davis tweets out. At Kimball Walker. I don't even know if he tweets at his handle. He just mentions on Twitter, Kimball Walker, please come to L.A. and be my neighbor. And people (laughs) hated that. I have Panthers Mafia tweeting at me to redo the Hornets list, the top 30 list of all time, to leave them out of the entire thing. A lot of accounts hating Baron Davis now, switching on him, loving Baron Davis for what he did here. And because he wants to be Kimba Walker's neighbor, now people not happy with old B. Diddy. Won't you be my neighbor? I'm fine with this. Look, Baron Davis played for the Charlotte Hornets. He also played for the New Orleans Hornets. He's bounced around the league. He made a living in Los Angeles. He made his. He made some bones in Golden State. Like I mean, he's just been everywhere. Like how do you? He's a journeyman, and he. It's not like he was born here. But people get mad at you too, though, so they probably don't oh, like that's you. That's fine. Yeah. I know they're not going to like that. Take. I love. <laughs> look, I have Baron Davis's jersey that I bought when I was a little kid. I have that framed in my house. Oh, people love him until that. And people love Diddy until that actually happened, and it's hilarious because he wants to be a neighbor of Kimball Walker. Baron Davis is crazy, by the way. He's a, he's an interesting cat to hear talk. Well, is, I mean, he's just kind of crazy. Is there a better? I, I love listening to him talk. I Dated think Laura Dern for a while, which is the best celebrity cool. couple out there. I, I it's the one that I feel like nobody could ever guess what happened, and it's just the most awesome. But you look, he came back for the the 30th anniversary, but it's not like he has a home in Charlotte. He doesn't hang around in Charlotte. Like he was he was drafted by the Charlotte Hornets. He played really well. Then the team moved him to New Orleans. And then he went on to have a, a career in other places as well. So to expect Baron Davis to have some like ultra affinity to Charlotte is just unreasonable. Nah, man, people, people not That's hearing fine. that. People Fans, hearing it's that. fanatics, it's fanaticism. I get it. I get it. It's okay. It's fine. If you're see what I think, it's not about Baron Davis. I think people are upset because they once that trade happened, they're starting to feel it. They're starting to feel like oh, life without Kimba might be more likely than than less likely yeah it's it's interesting because we didn't get the the money details until hours later even the next day we didn't get the details on some of the draft picks and some of the money that the lakers would or would not have and so it seemed very real after that because we didn't know about it and now it seems less real because they're not going to have nearly as much money as we thought but it will be interesting to see how much they're going to try to get kimba and other stars if kimba walker did in fact turn down 80 million dollars he would be closer to 100 million by the way okay I mean, you're closer I'm either way. Say it's a lot <laughs> either way he would be turning down more than twice the gross domestic product of the country of tuvalu tuvalu in the south pacific is an independent island nation within the british 
Commonwealth. So GDP, 39.7 million for Tuvalu. Population, 11,192. The interesting thing that could affect whether this trade is complete officially by July 30th or by July 6th is the Pelicans received this fourth overall selection in this trade. And so the draft, it takes place on June 20th. And so that is before July 30th, the deadline <laughs> for when this sure? thing is Hold going. Hold on, let me check. I want to check the stats. Out. 100%. I'm pretty sure about that. So with that being 10 days before, you wonder how that's going to affect who they draft, if they try to shop it, because apparently they are looking to find a trade partner for that fourth overall selection. And so now this would bring me to yet another Charlotte Hornets-related topic. Mitch Kupchak spoke to the media, I believe, on Friday of last week. He discussed and confirmed that he had been actively looking to move up. Now, I don't. he, he said that he has been having talks. He didn't say how Mitchie aggressive he's been. Mitchie getting itchy. But he did say that he's had, had, he has conversations about trying to move up. And so we've had this conversation. We had this just last week. I just don't know if they have the capital to do so, especially not to number four. You're going to have to have another team involved, and I, I still don't know what kind of value any of the other assets or any people on this team would have in, in period, let alone just to move up to the nine spot. And now I really don't want them to move to four because it's owned by the New Orleans Pelicans, and it just feels like there's just too much bad juju around that, that, that somehow the history would not look kindly upon whatever whatever they gave up would end up turning into you know the next Kobe Bryant. What do you get of real value like a higher draft selection without giving up Miles Bridges or a first-round pick? Is there anything you could do? No, I think it would have to be your best young prospect and something or, yeah, multiple first-round selections into the future, and nobody at four seems worthy of that distinction. Somebody would have to really love Malik Monk. They would have to be desperate for shooting, really love Malik Monk. not their best young prospect. He's not. You're right. I, I, I can't think of a legitimate avenue for that either. And so while Mitch Kupchak has called and done his due diligence, look, I like that Mitch Kupchak is doing this just because it seems highly unlikely he'll go out there and try to be a deal maker. Look, we saw this at the deadline. Mitch Kupchak tried to do something at the deadline, even though we still had the same amount of assets, the, st- the same amount of value as what he has now, and tried and actually got close, at least reportedly close, on a couple of deals, although they were conflicting. Bobby Marks kind of throwing some shade at Sham Sharania. We put their beef yeah. on. We put that beef on both of those guys. So we got conflicting reports, but at least we Now's did. Time. We did get some reports that there was some closeness in a deal getting made. Nerds beefing. Mark Stein reported the Dallas one. I think that was close. See Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer throwing some shade the Charlotte Hornets way. Basically. Angry mob, get go go away from Barrett yeah. and now go to Kevin O'Connor. Yeah, go to Kevin O'Connor because he was throwing shade towards the Hornets. I don't have the full quote up here, but essentially, you know, saying Kimba's got a choice. He can either go play for Los Angeles and contend for a championship, or he can hang around and you know wait on Nick Batum and Bismack Biombo to do nothing. That's his quote, not mine. But I also agree with it. Like I just, I mean, his situation is uh, really two very different situations in Los Angeles and Charlotte. Though, if he does stay patient with Charlotte, there is light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, there's not five more years on both of those contracts. Like the, you know, it will ease up, but you've really got to bite, you know, bite down on a piece of leather for two years, essentially. Because you're not going to compete. And I just, I don't love the idea of that. And, you know, people ask me, well, you're going to punt on a couple of years if you try to rebuild and build through the draft anyway, right? And that's true, but also it means that I would be doing that and I would not have the 35 mil a year 
contract on the line as well for the next five years. Oh, I have the two things that I teased in the first segment, the two things that I find very you interesting about Kemba Walker playing in Los Angeles. I think we should do it after the break. <laughs> oh, what a tease. Once again, we'll get to Doug's, I guess. I, you have two points, you have two takes or facts. Not really takes, just two things that I find very interesting about the idea of Kemba Walker playing in Los Angeles based on my experience with him in Charlotte. All right. Stay tuned. It'll be fantastic. We'll have all of that after the break. This is the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Locked On Hornets. Charlotte. How strong is an ox? Are we? I think we're overrating the ox. Uh, we are I, not overrating I, the I ox. Need to see, I need mm. to see some medicals on the ox. Yeah, why don't you do the research on that? You put your lab glasses on. You take a look at it. I wonder if there's it. anything on the internet. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Hey, Doug. Yes, sir. Do you follow Orenthal James Simpson on Twitter yet? I don't, and I will never. <laughs> a Twitter Twitter is already a hellscape. I don't need, you know. The devil I don't inviting need, yeah, you through it. I don't need Satan himself <laughs> calling me like a siren song to Twitter. No. He's got no, half a million followers already. Is that right? I did check it out. I'm not going to lie. I oh. typed it in the search engine, and I looked up just to see how many followers. And I feel like a lot of people have done that. But I, myself... Will not be clicking follow on that guy. No, timeline. listen, I'm I'm not going to judge anyone that does it. I mean, you have because you have to try not to look at a car wreck. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to try. You, I mean, you, you think about when you're driving down the highway and a, a car wreck is happening, and you're like, "Oh my God, why why is it so slow? We we've got two lanes open. Why are we moving? Let's go." Why are these people staring at the? Oh, look at that! Oh my God! And so, oh, and, there's a lot of glass. Oh, is that person okay? Like we all stop and look at the car wreck, and so you have to actively tell yourself, "Not going to look at the car wreck. Not going to look at the car wreck." OJ Simpson is a car wreck. This is interesting because, to me, if you follow somebody, does that mean you're supporting them, or does that mean that you're actually just getting news updates? Because I retweets think, are not endorsements. Correct. Follows are not endorsements. Correct. So Donald Trump getting a ton of follows despite a lot of people disapproving of his presidency you still kind of have to follow him for your job no i'll say if you if you are not paid to follow the goings on of oj simpson and you follow him then to me that's an endorsement you are supporting him in some way he has not tried to monetize that follow yet Mm -hmm. but guarantee because he's got debts to pay he's going to monetize whatever he's doing on twitter and remember uh, you know, allegedly he murdered someone. Are there going to be two people? Are there going to be people? Are there going to be conservatives that are angry at me for immediately going to the Donald Trump example and saying I'm com- I'm comparing Donald Trump to O.J. Simpson because I really want to get out in front of that and say that's not exactly <laughs> what I was doing at all. You just have to worry about these things when you put these ideas on a mic. That's not what I was doing. I was just going with things that a lot of people disapprove of and yet still follow. <laughs> Here we go, baby. Doug, you were talking to us about the idea of Kimba playing in L.A. I'm so interested now more than ever of hearing those opinions. Yeah, so I've got two interesting thoughts here. At least they're interesting to me. I don't know if they're going to be interesting to you, but when I think about Kimba playing in Los Angeles, really anywhere other than Charlotte that has some talent that they can put next to Kimba, one thing that interests me is how will Kimba operate on a team where he doesn't, A, have to be as ball-dominant. And I think people think that Kimba Walker is more ball-dominant and a ball hog than he really is. He's really not. Uh, I, I think he can play off ball very well. 
but also on a team where he's not going to be double teamed. I mean, you can't look on a t- if he's playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, you cannot double team Kimba Walker. I, I that is so attractive to me, Kimba not being ran into the ground every single game. How I mean, how, I want to see it. Look, here's so the thing: I would love for that to be the case on the Charlotte Hornets. Obviously, I would love to see him do that with the Charlotte Hornets. I don't think that's going to be a reality unless Mitch Kupchak just has a miracle somewhere in his in his deep pockets. But I think that. I would be very interested as a fan of Kimba Walker and a fan of the NBA to see him on the court not being double teamed in crucial situations. You might have a, a situation where he can be clutch again. He really hasn't been able to be clutch the past couple of years with Charlotte. I'm sorry. I want to see the LeBron James fireball in the corner to Kimba Walker. Mm. That would be sexy as hell to me. I want to see that. Again, to your point, because we do have to be so specific about this, I would love to see somebody throw him a fireball in the corner on the Hornets roster. I would love that. But I want to see LeBron James, the one-handed flick pass as he draws the defense into the paint. I want to see that to Kimba. I want to see just the idea of Kimba playing off ball, running off screens, not being ran into the ground where he could play just the 32 minutes a game or even even just that during the regular season at least to kind of salvage his body. I would love to see that. I would love him to, to see him play that kind of basketball, and he can't right now. There is no way in hell that Kimba can play that type of basketball with this Hornets team even after the first two years of us biting on the leather and getting through the pain. And is that worth twice the GDP of a small island in the South Pacific? That's what he asked. He has to ask himself. Ask about the Kimball Walker situation. Has to ask. Asking. Has has to ask. Asking. Ask. Has to ask himself. All right. Second thing. The second thing is actually off the court. What I'm interested in is to see Kimball Walker under some extra scrutiny because he's been able to be himself. He's been able to be the quiet star, the the guy that not a lot of people are talking about. And he's, he's also uh, gotten that, but also had his cake as well because now he's starting to get national attention. But again, he plays in Charlotte, so the, the, the national people aren't going to be as concerned with what he's doing wrong, just more so what he's doing right in Los Angeles. That changes, and I wonder if that plays a factor in, in Kimball Walker's mind because we kind of get this indication that he's uncomfortable with the idea of going back to play in his hometown, and you wonder, is that part because he feels like there would be extra scrutiny? He's a very low-key dude, it seems like. Very. So how many bigger, more public on broader platforms, Doug Branson's are there in L.A. critiquing him rather than just in our own little Charlotte niche. How many more Doug Branson's are there that are a little bit louder and more heard? And they and the, you know just it, asking questions by the way. It's totally. And the, you know they 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 are using him to promote the NBA internationally, and so they send him to Japan, which culturally is is very known for a very low key culture, very quiet culture, very apologetic culture which fits i think not not the apologetic part but just the quiet low-key nature the the reverent i think is the right word for for japanese culture like that is very fits like kimball walker's whole thing i do have one question is he single he's not married correct kimball walker's not married he does not have a family i don't believe he's married you don't know if he's single or not well no we don't yeah we don't we don't talk about those things we don't hang out like that right (laughs) I want to play. I want to play a game. I'll check on this. I, I want because we do have one former Charlotte Hornet that did go out to L.A. or at least California as well, 
and did find himself in what we just deemed one of the most interesting celebrity couples out there with Baron Davis and Laura Dern, what would be a celebrity that would pair herself with Kimba Walker that would beat Baron Davis and Laura Dern? Is there anybody? I want to find that celebrity couple. Who could couple themselves? Who, who could be with Kimba Walker to beat Baron Davis and Laura Dern as the most interesting celebrity couple out there, one that you would not think would ever be paired together? So there is this blog, liveRampUp.com. I'm not going to speak Ooh, okay. to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to. Sounds dicey immediately. Yeah, I'm not going to speak to the the truth of any of this. But it, there's this article on April 21st, 2019, says Kimba Walker found wife to be? Question mark. Here's what mystery girlfriend looks like. <laughs> oh, I'm more interested in this than where he's going to play next year. So you can go check. My it question out. is: In this field, is he going to play next year? It's just so interesting. What? This like blog is tweeting about Kimba Walker's love life. Like, where has this been? How much information are you getting on this? Oh, it's blog? a whole article. There's pictures and names, and uh, Ashton Montgomery apparently is the name of the person that they believe is Kimba Walker's girlfriend. Is that some celebrity? Ashton Montgomery? Are we just throwing that out there in a way that we probably shouldn't do? You know, people are going to be looking this up immediately. It's a blog. I'll put the link to the article. I'm not saying any of it's true. <laughs> I just, I've, I was very careful to say, I don't know if any of this is true. I'm just telling you what liveRampUp.com is saying. You're the producer. I'm asking if that's in poor taste to put that name out there or not. You don't think it's in poor taste? That's fine. I don't even know if it's a real person. This will just be on you. I'm sorry, Ashton. Thanks for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car and tell your smart device to play podcasts, Locked On Hornets. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back with you tomorrow to talk more about the draft coming up on Thursday. At least I didn't compare OJ to Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs>